Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Last year in 2018 was actually when I came up with the idea to sit down with my co-writer, a girl named Jane, and my producer, John McLucas. And we would just tell my audience how we brought my songs to life, which in hindsight turned into this podcast series called Sound Scrub. So today's episode, I pulled the audio recording from the YouTube video that we made for my Christmas single, Beneath the Mistletoe. I do apologize if the audio is really fuzzy. I pulled it from the actual video clip and we didn't even use any microphones or anything like that when we made the YouTube video. With that being said, here is how Beneath the Mistletoe by yours truly, Lisa Denae, came to life. What's up guys? Welcome back to Sound Scrub. Today we're going to be talking about my new Christmas single called Beneath the Mistletoe and I have John McLucas and a girl named Jane with me to talk about this. Um, this song wasn't written by me so I'm going to have Miss uh, Jane over here take over. <laughs> I, want to start, I want to start with where you were when you wrote this song, who you're with, who you wrote this song with, and all of that. Okay. So take it away. So um, I was with another songwriter, artist named Allie Handel, and we were in her home. We were in her home. We were, I don't know, it was a little while ago, so I don't remember if we were working on a whole bunch of songs together at the time, which we'd done, or if it was just for this one song. But um, we just discussed that we'd never written a, I'd never written a Christmas song before, or a holiday song nor had she and um she just came up with a concept beneath the mistletoe yeah did it ever cross your okay because i know that christmas stuff can be like really cheesy Mm. just you know depending on oh that definitely yeah like okay yeah so you guys yeah full on there was no way were there any uh lines that you guys wrote initially that were cheesy, and then you're like, no, we gotta get rid of Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, right, and I don't, don't remember what they are. No, no. But I think the main thing is with a Christmas song, you wanna try and bring something fresh to it. So, so much of it has been done before. Like mistletoes, yeah. if you look at mistletoes all over, right? You know, any yeah. of the aggregators, <clears throat> iTunes, or whatever. Um, but um, I think we just want it to be authentic. And so, like, writing a romance song seems authentic. Again, it's not earth-shattering, like, all I want for you, all I want is you, and not all the things. So that's not earth-shattering. That's been done a thousand times before, too. So I think the main thing was, like, yeah, making it, you know, feel, like, natural. You know, Allie was going to be the first one to perform it, so really natural to her. So I wanted her to be happy with it, since she was going to be the first artist on it. And, um... I think just creating, you know, melodies that are timely and timeless, really, um, is the most important thing. So I think that's what we focused on more than anything. And when the song was um, first done, um, Allie did it a couple different ways, actually. And um, 
I know she, you know, had good success with it, but I always envisioned it doing it a couple other different ways. And I envisioned myself doing it. I just never got around to it. And um, and then entered you and all the stuff that we were, you know, doing together. And then um, basically you were like, you know, hey, let's do a Christmas song. I'm like, yeah, with all the other stuff, because we have nothing on our plate this fall. I know, we Lisa. thought, we, it was really funny, because we, like, initially thought that this month was going to be our, like, downtime. No, seriously, right? Yeah. Not at all. It, no. I remember getting that text, and you guys were like, hey. Yeah. Uh, I know, it's, like, really quick, but, like, Christmas song? <laughs> yeah. Like, like now and then I'm like, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. So I just remember, like, well, how am I gonna present this song to you? Like, I wanted to make sure. Well, first, when you said let's do a Christmas song, I'm like, well, let's write it from the ground up. And she was like, okay. I was like, what do you want to write about? And Lisa's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, I think I was impatient. I'm like, hey, I have this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I purposely like recorded it a cappella and sent it to you in a way in which I heard it, which was like maybe a little bit more intimate and waltz time. Like I got a thing for waltz time songs. They just like, oh, I love waltz time. So um, yeah, and then you were like, I love it. Yeah. I was like, Yay. Yeah. So yeah. I know. Um, I actually never. I don't even think I heard like Ali's version mm -hmm. until. You showed it to me, but I think yeah. we were already done. Yeah, production. I think that was intentional. If I remember, yeah, you were like, "Yeah, I'm not going to show you this." I play it for for McLucas. I was like, yeah. Yeah. "No, I'm like, let's just put our own spin on it, mm -hmm. and we talk yeah. a little yeah. bit more about that because that was the other thing we discussed is we didn't want to just do um, a song like a traditional, a traditional. That's a good word. That's Christmas a great word. Yeah. We wanted to do like classic meets contemporary and we wanted to do it in your style your style is kind of like right now like electro pop is kind of what you're exploring and you know with maybe some a little bit of tinge of r&b in there and it's like okay what can we do and um right away to me like the classic song that stays forever is like you know mariah carey's um, all I want for Christmas is you. Still and, gets so much traction, I, you guys. Like I just saw something on Billboard today about how seriously. It just, it's seriously. And I crazy. have to say that I'm like I try to like come up with something that was maybe modeled after that, but um, it just it didn't fit the intimacy of what you know I originally thought of it. But I was just like oh, try a song like that. That's just like so amazing, and it's like. You know, some people might think it's, I don't think it's cheesy. I think some people might think it's cheesy. I love that song. I think it's so fantastic. But anyway, back to Mistletoe. Um, yeah, so it's just a matter of how do we do this. Mm -hmm. And and that, you know, it all fell on you, mister. I mean, you yeah, know, we had our ideas. <laughs> no, no, no pressure. No pressure. But, you know, how do you, how do you do it? How did you? I have to ask myself that every morning. <laughs> How did I make this song? Um, I mean, it's. I think. I mean, like with 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 all productions I take on, it's always an interest. It's always a journey because you kind of start with this this wide range of kind of where it's headed, and then you're slowly narrowing in on mm. on it, kind of sure. as you go. It's kind of like each layer that that got put into the song and kind of brings it closer. And, and each thing that, you know, we're all, like, super into as I get stacked up, then it kind of just sounds super cheesy, but it's like, the song just finds itself. <laughs> that I'm merely the, I'm merely the translator between your minds, 
and where the song should be. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just a, one massive translator, I think, of people's ideas, you know, f you know, wanting to be wrapped up in, like, Christmas warmth, like, you know, then that's my job to figure right. out what, like, that may mean, or, you know, you want uh, this really, a closed-in intimate moment in this yeah. part of this chorus, and say, okay, so what is, that? sonically, like, how does that translate into it? So, um, yeah, you, you both came in with a really good descriptions and yeah you wanted the timeless feeling without the cheese ball yeah. sounds you yeah, know like like no like jingle, jingle bells. Bells. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah say, no none yeah. of those yeah. no like jingle bells or like um i mean especially having it in a waltz time yeah. it trying to keep it from giving it like that forward poppy momentum mm -hmm. rhythmically without it feeling as well i mean it obviously feels very waltzy at moments, but like making sure it doesn't go too, too throwback. Yeah. And trying trying to push that forward, but still making it so like in ten years it's not gonna be so out there. Yeah. That people are gonna be like, oh, this is yeah. So yeah. it's it's an interest. This song was definitely an interesting balance between the two worlds, yeah. for sure. And that's that's what made it really interesting to kind of walk that because there are upright, there is upright bass, there are little tambourine hits kind of tucked underneath there are classic like little drummer boy marching snares underneath the choruses mm -hmm. there are timpani rolls but then there's also like an 808 bass patch there's a lot of electronic percussion there's you know lots of patty synths and watery you know like that thing you know mm -hmm. uh sounds way better than that yeah <laughs> but, i can't <laughs> But we also have the beautiful um, strings from Stephen. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Stephen's yes. string contribution mm -hmm. was amazing. And that, like, stri like, see, strings are a great classic, not cheesy, timeless thing. Mm -hmm. so, I think it was also a matter of choosing the right, like, throwback element elements to keep in. And, like, strings, like, go through every genre, every time period. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in everything from big band to hip-hop and rap and to pop music and rock music and it's Metallica has strings, Drake has string samples, you know, like it's everywhere. So it like helps, that's helps add that warmth. Yeah. And th like that's <clears throat> strings timeless forever. Yeah. 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 So that that was a great thing to be able to have. And I'm glad he yeah. lives here now. I'm glad I poached him. Yeah. And um that was great and I think one of the favorite one of my favorite things which I talked about in my video was the Duracell little synth kind of accenting yeah. those specific yeah. Um, that was like, yeah, those, those backbeats right before, like in the middle of the verses and uh, there's a few other spots, I think right before the choruses hit sometimes. And a lot of those little details that just really keep, keep it fresh and keep you going. Yeah. And then our other little spotlight was, uh, the, uh, vocoder. Oh yeah. The vocoder from favorite. Andrew Simmons. Andrew, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Andrew Seriously. killed it with that. Cause I, yeah. I, when I messaged him, I'm like, Hey man. Don't know where, but vocode like vocode something for me. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, just wherever you like feel it, and he favorite. he put it. You guys kind of did that on their own because Andrew does goes and puts his magic on there. Yeah, and present them to us, and mm -hmm. we're like yes, no, yes, no, whatever we like and things fits, and then both that of us popped, popped up, and we're like, like, yes, yes. <laughs> like I was like I want more, like I actually want I want more, like I want the volume up more. Yeah. So I was happy that everyone agreed on that too. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was I was cool. excited. I was like watching. I was just like watching a playback and like, 
Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Waiting for that like second half of the second verse to come in. Yeah, but that's an interesting thing though too because that could be overdone. So it's a matter right. of how do we hear it and feel it so it makes it special without it sounding like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want her to sound like you know a cartoon character. Yeah, not in this song anyway. I'm sure it fits somewhere. But um, yeah, so it's just that balance of what's what's too much, what's you know just right. So, yeah, it's it definitely it was definitely um, b- because it's a Christmas song. I think there is that kind of like there is almost a framework sonically and it's just taking a couple steps out of there without sprinting away from that like intimate, lovey warmth that you want from the, from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you could have like a cold, dark Christmas song. But I don't know. I don't think that's gonna. La- I don't think that that's not gonna be like in the holiday playlist, you know. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be so, like a timeless. Yeah. So what you want to try to create? Yeah. 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 It was operating within that framework and then still keeping it, like making it Lisa and and pushing out onto different little things. But at its core, yeah. there's still the moments where we come down to just piano and vocals, or just um, we do have the waltzy moments. We have a piano and vocal moments. We have it get really down and then big up and then it gets really cozy and intimate in the outro which again is just one of those like special production moments just having you loop that like 25 times and just letting it like happen and flow and and well, just... you could say that is a dark moment in the song but in a lovely mm-hmm. way because there is um a stillness to moments in this song um, we start with it with a snow fuzz in the beginning, mm-hmm. and like you said, we portend to that melody in the beginning, but in a different way. And then at the end, um, it just kind of just quiets out, which is like a little bit of bass that you put underneath it. But I think that could have been dark. We added, even if we had left it alone, but we toyed with and ended up adding some brighter, more major harmonies underneath. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, melt away the snow is kind of ominous, kind of still, kind of like, you know, feels like winter, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's what works. <laughs> but it's, there's an intimacy to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And there's a warmth within the cold, if that makes sense, which is why I was just like, no, we have to keep it. Remember I played it for Raleigh, and he was like, I'm not sure if you want to end on that dark note, and I'm like, we love it. I'm like, all three of us love it. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Because you know, I always listened to him, but he was just like, no. And then um, and then we started exploring stuff. I'm like, there is stuff like this. We were um, exploring like some old classic Disney stuff. You know that song, um, April Showers? Um, drip, drip, drop the April Showers. Mm. In Bambi, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There is, right. like, if you go back and you listen to some of the notes in that, they're not all bright and cheery, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's some other stuff going on. Because you, I mean, it's... Well, there's a song in was... Bambi, so maybe that's why. But anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also like that that dark, just dark, intimate moments are sonically that some of the darker notes make. I mean, it's the contrast. Like, mm-hmm. everything wraps up really, really tightly on the last mistle, the mistletoe. And yeah. then like that, everything's all joyous, and then it's like, and then it contrasts really quick. And then, yeah, because it wouldn't be dark if it had a darker tonal ending. If we went mistletoe, but the chords ended on, like, a darker yeah. resolve. Yeah. So, yeah, then it's just, it's this beautiful contrast. It also makes it not feel like a lot of Christmas songs that just end on, like, 
the presents have been wrapped and the yeah. cookies are there. Like, <laughs> now we will end. Um, which I really like, because that was one of my first thoughts coming into a Christmas song. It's yeah. like, so many of them just end like on the, the resolve note, everything's right. resolved, it's perfect, and just, nah, we're gonna find something that's got that little R&B, it's got a little ambiguity, and that captured it perfectly. I love our bridge. The bridge. I love our bridge. It has a lot of, yeah, because the bridge has the moments with the, <clears throat> that's the only spot with like actual background vocals, all the mm -hmm. bop bops, mm -hmm. and then the strings are at the forefront. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's that breath, because you, you two had talked about, it's like, yeah, we don't want the vocal, we don't want it to just be a wall of like singing, lead vocal singing. Right. Yeah. And then that was one of the challenges coming into it, was like, where do we put that break? Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, you can have a little bit of that, enjoying the music, mm -hmm. and then come back to it. And that was the perfect spot. And it was beautiful and flowy and And that was and great. that was inspired that melody was inspired by classics like Carol the ideas behind uh Carol of the Bells. Mm -hmm. That was definitely inspired by that. And we again we were tended to that in the beating. That's our intro. Yeah. So which we tend to do a lot in songs these days, you know, just little glimmers of what's gonna come. So yeah, I think that turned out really beautiful with all the layers you added and stuff, so yeah, yeah, a beautiful, luscious wall of, of warmth and yeah. next to the fireness. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I yeah. also liked going out of the bridge, too, like going from mm. that warmth to the cold. Yes. And I know that took a while yes. to figure out. Found Thank it. you. But found it was... I'll search, I'll search I, all day really for that, that Yeah, like yeah. The, it, it kept with the theme of the contrast of um, dark and light, and mm -hmm. I mean, that's very appropriate for me in general right now, so... Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. And that is a wrap on Sound Scrub for 2019. Thank you guys so much to all of my listeners out there for tuning in. And I hope that you have been able to discover some new artists that you may have never discovered on your own. I know that I've met some great new artists and great producers that are out there. It's really awesome learning how everyone creates on their own and I cannot wait to hear the new music and to share with you guys the new music that is coming out in 2020. I think it's going to be a really really great year for music in general. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year and here is Beneath the Mistletoe by Lisa Dene. Window shopping Christmas Eve Treasures piled high Diamond rings reflect the sparkle you'll bring to my eye But all I want for Christmas is the boy that I love best You're the only gift I want I don't need the rest Wrap you in a red bow We'll spend
download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening. Just...